Hey, it's time to let the weekend begin. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, but we've got to ask the preacher. That's what it's time for right now. Ask the preacher. Your chance to have your Bible questions answered. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Ask the Preacher. Here's John Freed. Welcome, everybody. Glad uh, to have you with us on the radio. Well, wait a second. I guess we're on the radio. You're listening to the radio. You're in your car or Yeah, ha- ha- however it works. <laughs> it's just really glad to be sitting next to you in your car, talking into your ear. Uh, I'm really, really glad you've tuned in. I hope you enjoy the program today. I hope we are a blessing to you. That is our desire that's our goal, to be a blessing to you. So uh, anyway, welcome, Jonathan Aligato. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me, sir. Uh, you're very welcome. I'm, I, uh, I, I like it when you're here. I like it when George is here. I like it when Jerry is here. I just, I just like it. A couple yeah. weeks ago, was it last Friday or was it the Friday before? I don't remember. Uh, Dad uh, was able to be in on the radio. It was the Friday before because... No, it was two weeks ago that Jerry and son were here, and then it must have been your father. Yeah, Eric signaling it was two weeks ago. Yeah. So um, anyway, so so Dad still uh, enjoys doing radio from, from time to time. Still got it. He's, he does, man. I tell you what, he was all fired up about something the other day, and he said, I, 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 need, to, I need to teach this. Let me do a class on, <laughs> on the Holy Spirit, you know, and the Holy Spirit and his gifts. And I said, yeah, we'll do it coming up. But so I think in January we'll start a class Holy Spirit and His gifts. Anyway, a uh, little bit of random thoughts there. But folks, if you uh, want to join the conversation, if you have a question, if you have a comment, uh, please call in yes. and, and talk to us. You can talk to us live right here on the air. If you don't want your voice to be heard by everybody out in Radio Land, then just let Eric know, and um, and he'll pass your your question or your comment along to us. But the number in the studio is 863-682-1430. 863-682-1430. So regardless whether you're listening on Talk Radio 96.7 or if you're listening on the old AM, uh, 1430 AM, it the, the phone number is still the same, 863-682-1430. Well, uh, I, we, we, we want to talk today about God talking to us, um, hearing God's voice and does God speak to us? Are we able to hear what God is saying? Uh, can can God speak to us? Um, and it really comes from a conversation that we had at uh, around lunchtime, a little after lunch today, around the church with a with a young lady who's um, kind of rededicated her life to the Lord, and it was just a great conversation. Yes, and uh, she has been taught uh, from her previous church life, and that it's not possible. For a, a a person to hear God speak, and, and matter of fact, so much so to to say that well, if anybody claims that they hear God speak to them, they're a lunatic, uh, and even to say if if you hear you know the devil speak to you, you're you're a lunatic, and so um, we just thought it would be a good thing to uh, to to have that conversation today and talk about it and and kind of answer these questions: Does God actually speak to us today? Um, can we actually? And do we actually hear the voice of God? Uh, how do we hear the voice of God? And if we hear the voice of God, how can we hear it more often? Right, um, right. And and be be led by His instruction and, and direction. So uh, I, I, I want to go uh, first over into John chapter ten, just because it's a it's a it's very clear of what Jesus uh, was saying concerning people hearing His voice and. 
Um, I, I want to, before we go into John chapter 10, I want to ask this question. Um, so, Jonathan, I'll, I'll ask you the question. You can answer for all of those that are listening on Radio Land, since it's hard for them to actually answer without calling. But um, what is the determining factor of truth? What is it that uh, is the standard? If we're going to say something is truth, what is that something? It would have to be the Bible. The Word of God, the Bible. The Bible. Yeah. Um, and Jesus said with his own words that thy word is truth. He's praying. He says, Father, sanctify them by, by your thy truth. Thy word is Thy truth. word is truth. And so the word of God is the truth of God. So if we're going to use something to say, well, what's, what's the truth? Can we hear God's voice or, or can we not hear God's voice? Um, is God speaking or is he not speaking? Well, we're going to use the Word of God to tell us whether or not God speaks. Yes. So if we go over into John chapter 10, I d- I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. John chapter 10, uh, this is Jesus speaking, and he says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is a shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeepers open the gate for him. Here here we go. Listen to this. And the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Mm -hmm. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. Verse 5. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Verse 6, those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. So if you were hearing that explanation and didn't understand what it meant, let Jesus explain it. His own words, this is Jesus, he says, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep Do not listen to them. Mm. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, and destroy, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run away when he sees the wolves coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him. He isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hands run away because he's working only for money and doesn't really care about the sheep. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me, just as my father knows me, and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not of the sheepfold, I must bring them also. That's just talking about the Gentiles. Listen, listen, catch this. I have other sheep also too that are not of the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Hmm. So we'll stop there. We could keep going. Uh, but, but three different times Jesus spoke about his sheep hearing his voice. And I love going all the way to where we went there in in verses 14, 15, 16, because he says, I have sheep that are not of this sheepfold, and they will listen and hear my voice. Yeah, because it said, not only you, 
Not only presently now. Not only the ones who he, he was talking to at the moment. Yes, but the ones who would be brought in through what he would do at Calvary, the and, Gentiles. And there is not, uh, as far as I know, you said it, the Gentiles. There's not anyone that, that argues, well, Jesus was first speaking to the Jews. Yes, he was at first. And he said that you know my voice. You will hear me. You will follow me. You'll run away from a stranger's voice. And then he goes on and he says, and they will know my voice. Yeah. And we know that the, the Gentiles were for a time to come. So we'll talk more about it. But uh, the, the understanding is this, folks. You are being spoken to by God. Now that is amazing. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. We'll talk more about it when we come back. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. Phone lines are open if you'd like to call in, ask a question, make a statement. Uh, 863-682-1430. We'll be back in 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 a minute talking more about God talking to us. Proverbs 4.26 says to give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. For me, that was four years of seminary training then a college degree, and ultimately law school at Oral Roberts University. Then 33 years of experience as an attorney. Now I'm double Florida Bar Board certified in civil trial and workers' compensation law. I'm Dean Bernetti, and I believe that following Christ makes a difference. Our phone number is 863-BERNETTI. Dean Bernetti Law, serving God and you. Offices Lakeland Brandon. Join us this Friday, October 6th in downtown Lakeland for First Friday's Cookie Carnival from 6 to 9 p.m. in Munn Park. Cookie creators will be selling their delicious treats, so bring your sweet tooth and get busy indulging in some divine confections. Some creators will only accept cash, so come prepared to buy some treats the old-fashioned way. Want to be a Cookie Carnival judge and receive free samples? Find out how at downtownlkld.com. Judgeships are limited, so sign up today. First Friday Always features a classy car show, a maker's market, and business exhibitors with activities and giveaways. Retail shops are open till 9 p.m. for your shopping pleasure. And, of course, our downtown restaurants have the best food in town. So bring the whole family to downtown Lakeland to shop, dine, and indulge in First Friday's Cookie Carnival on October 6th. Find out more at downtownlkld.com or social media at downtownlkld. What's in a name? Everything. Hey, this is Robert Benz, owner of RBR. This year, I think you want and deserve a new look. Change those old shingles out for a fresh new color, or what about a one-time, lifetime metal roof? Since 1996, RBR has provided dependable service, quality products, and great warranties. Give us a call. A name you can trust. A company you can depend on. Give RBR a call at 863-984-9685 or see us online at robertbinsroofing.com. robertbinsroofing.com. Heading through Orlando, there is a delay getting a lot heavier on westbound I-4 as you pass by Parr Street or on toward Highway 408. Then again near Sand Lake Road, that's very slow, into toward Lake Buena Vista to just before Highway 535. And you're calling again from before Highway 192 and toward Champions Gate around toward Highway 27. There was some accident Clearbrook those going on near Lake Alfred on Highway 17 going northbound at Haynes Boulevard that has the right lane blocked off. As you work your way through Tampa, the southbound side of I-75 that's very slow approaching I-4. That continues on and off to and past Gibsonton Drive. I'm Rick Dixon, Talk Radio 96.7. So what happened while you were asleep? Find out with America in the Morning right here on Talk Radio 96.7. Now, let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher. You hear it every Friday from 5 to 6 right here on Talk Radio 96.7. 
Here's Jonathan and John. I don't know which one is which. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. <laughs> if you've seen me, you've seen my father. So. <laughs> I, I used to quote that a lot, John 14, 9. Uh, it's Jesus that says, uh, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I actually heard uh, Steve Strader use that one time. Uh, it, was, it was a particular meeting somewhere, and and somebody said, where's your where's your father? You know, this is many years ago. I mean, we're talking 25-plus years ago. And um, so, uh, obviously, Carl Strader was still alive then. And um, anyway, Steve Strader was like, well, John 14, 9 says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So I'm here <laughs> in, his, in his stead. You know, you don't get any better than that, you know. Uh, so, yeah, if uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a, a great thing really to look at at the moment here um, because uh, Jesus— is the 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 best manifestation of the Father. He is the brightness of His glory, and and so when when He came, He was the flesh manifestation of God. Amen. Um, and Jesus said in His own words, "I don't say anything unless the Father tells me to say it." Mm. And so, if we want to talk about uh, God speaking, there are lots of ways in which God has spoken. And there are lots of ways in which God still speaks. Uh, interestingly enough to me, um, the, the, the people that might have the argument to say, yeah, no, God doesn't speak to people today. I, I guess I want to ask them this. Are you saying God has nothing more to say? Mm. Did God say it all? And they might actually say, well, yes, God said everything he needed to say in the person of Jesus Christ. And he's, he gave us everything that he needed to say in the Word of God. Um, and so that, in a sense, would, would ring true. You would say, well, yeah, he, he did give us, give us everything in Jesus, and, he, and, and it is all here in the Scripture. Um, but uh, you made reference to this off of the, during, during the break uh, concerning the Holy Spirit, so I'm, I'm saying that to give you a little bit of trigger so you jump in in a moment here. Um, but as, uh, as we read... The word, and we've already established that Jesus said, "Thy word is truth." Um, so, as we read the word, what do we do when we don't understand something? Right. A minute ago, we read in John chapter ten, right in the beginning of the, and he's talking about the sheep and the sheepfold and the gate and the door, and he says, "I am this," and and they didn't understand. So he says, "Let me explain it to you." So Jesus is right there giving a parable. It's not well understood, and he decides, "Well, I will just." tell you flat out what it means. And so, but Jesus is not here to do that anymore. So what if there is something in God's word that we don't understand? How do we hear the understanding? Right. That's why he said, I will send you another comforter. I will send you one who's just like me. You know, it's the spirit of Jesus. Lord, I'm reading this in, in the scripture and, and I see something and, and it doesn't make sense to to my um, to my mind, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, will I don't. You, I don't you, get it. Will Help you give me. me wisdom? Well, yeah, I'll give you wisdom. Well, how is he going to give me the inward witness? He's going to speak to me. He's going to speak to me audibly. Could be. He'll speak to me on the inside. But he's doing that by the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Um, in John chapter sixteen, in verse uh, verse thirteen. Well, I kind of want to back up some, but anyway, in John John chapter 16, verse verse 13, in the King James, it says, How be it? <laughs> How be it when he, the Spirit of truth. Hold on, you got to go to 12. Read 12. Okay. I have yet many. Oh, yes, very good. Wow, so good. 
I have many things that I want to say to you, but you can't hear them now. You can't hear them now. So what does that mean? It means you'll be able to hear them later. Well, how am I going to say them? Yes. Right? If we were to look into this, right? Oh, man, this is so good. I have missed. Oh, this is Jesus. I got, I got, oh, guys, I got, I got so much I want to tell you, but I can't tell you now. But you know what? Later, I, I will, will tell, you. tell you. I'll be able to speak to you later. You'll be able and to hear like, this later. But you won't be here. How are you going to tell us? Oh, that's a, that, you know what? Good reasoning. Let, let me answer that. Verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, so Jesus is the living truth, and he tells us that the word is truth, and then he says that there's a spirit of truth. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you. That's how it says it in the King James. Other translations say, lead you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. So how does he lead? By his speaking. Yes. He won't speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that is what he will speak, and he will show you even things to come. He yes. will glorify me. He'll receive of what is mine, and he will show it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said to you, I will not take mine and show it. Anyway, and it goes on. Um, a little while you won't see me. And it, it, Oh, man, it's so wonderful. But he clearly says that the Holy Spirit will speak to us. Well, if you want to say that the Holy Spirit is not God or that Jesus is not God, then we have a whole lot more trouble <laughs> than yeah. just the idea of whether God can speak or not. That's for sure. Because if God cannot speak through the Holy Spirit, then it would not be permissible for God to speak through Jesus. Mm. And that makes Jesus a fraud, and Jesus is not right. a fraud. Right. I and my Father are one. We're all one. You know, it's a, it's a complimentary bunch. One, he said the Holy Spirit's not going to be a rogue and do his own thing, but he's going to hear. Remember, Jesus said, I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it, and the Holy Spirit's not going to say anything unless he unless, hears it from me. Unless he hears yeah. Right. So it's kind of like saying, hey, we're all saying the same stuff. We're all in perfect agreement, preaching the same message, telling you the same truth, giving you the same hope with the same words. It's just coming from, so to speak, three different people, but it's not three different people. They're, they're, they're all one. one. And so the, the Holy Spirit, so if we, if we use the term and we say, God is speaking today, well, how is God speaking? One way, let me say it this way, one way, not the only way, but one way that God is speaking is through his Spirit. Yes. Um, you know, we're soon to come to a break, so I won't be able to fully finish out what I want to tell you right now. But I, I want to tell you uh, just just real quickly uh, a handful of ways in which God speaks. Now, many people make the argument, as we've said already, God doesn't really speak to people. He's giving us, he has given us his word. And, and so if he's speaking to people, if you want to use that terminology, the only way he's actually speaking to people is through the word of God. Well, I would say that's wrong. That's not the only way that God is speaking. It is still a way in which God is speaking. But as we already asked the question, what if I'm reading something in the Word of God and I don't understand it and I need clarification? Mm -hmm. Well, how does God get that message to me? He speaks to us by His Spirit. Spirit. Amen. He also speaks to us through people. Yep. 
Did you know God also speaks to us through nature? In Romans, Romans 1. Yeah, it clearly says that God is clearly seen and heard by his, the, creation. his creation. So you and I, Jonathan, are part of God's creation. Yeah. You know, a lot of people might say things like, oh, I saw God in that. Well, if you could see God, and I, we don't necessarily literally mean that God was in some bodily form and you saw him. It's an expression to say that, that I recognized God, right? Uh, you know, people will say, well, the scripture says no man can see God and live. Well, they saw Jesus and lived and Jesus was God, but it was concealed in flesh, right? Um, anyway, so we use that expression to say, well, I, I saw God. Well, if you can see God, why can't you hear him? Right, right. Uh, I'll, I'll give another another example from from Scripture. Uh, right in the beginning of the book of John, and this is actually in all of the Gospels, when Jesus was being baptized in the River Jordan, Jesus comes to John the Baptist and he says, "You must baptize me so that the prophecies can be fulfilled." I'm paraphrasing. And John the Baptist is like, oh, no, this is Jesus, the Messiah. I should be being baptized by him. I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes. And, G- and Jesus says, if you don't do this, you're going to ruin everything. You know, he doesn't right, ruin right. But anyway, so John the Baptist says, okay, so that all this will be fulfilled, we'll bab- I'll baptize Jesus. So he baptizes Jesus, and the Scripture says immediately, straightway is how the King James says it, immediately when Jesus comes out of the water— the heavens open up. The Spirit of God descends down like a dove and rests upon him. And a voice from heaven says, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. I try to say that with a deep God right. voice, <laughs> right? Well, John heard. Yes. The Apostle John heard that voice. Not John the Baptist. The Apostle John heard that voice. So I will tell you, it is not even impossible for a man to literally hear the vocal, audible voice of God if God so chooses to speak to a person that way. The delightful understanding is you and I, my friends, can hear the voice of God. You and I, my friends, are being spoken to by God in so many ways. It's wonderful. Amen. It's wonderful. Well, we are going. We are at the bottom of the hour. We must take a break again. I'm glad you're with us. Glad you're listening. I hope we're being a blessing to you. We'll be back in about six, seven minutes with more Ask the Preacher. If you want to call in, the phone number is 863-682-1430. Back now to Ask the Preacher, your chance to have Bible questions answered, and you hear it every single Friday right here. Here's John Freed. Welcome back, everybody, and uh, glad you're listening, and I hope you're enjoying the program. Yeah. We, uh, I've said it uh, several times. We want to be a blessing to you. We're not uh, trying to make you feel bad. Uh, not necessarily just trying to tickle your fancy and make you feel good, but uh, we're trying to give you truth. That is our, our desires, to give you truth and to help you walk in truth. And, um, you know, oftentimes we on this program we'll talk about uh, uh, social political issues, things that are going on in, in life, current issues. Um, I had earlier in mind to talk about some, some current issues that are going on. But then uh, later on throughout the day, we determined that this would, would be just a, a better topic to, to discuss. Um, 
But if you consider this, uh, there's a reason I said all that. It ties together. Many of the issues of our day are not detailed, like bullseye detailed, in Scripture. They're generally said in Scripture. Um, we know that, that perilous times will come. We know that there will be times of war and times of famine. There will be natural disasters. Even the Scripture talks about that, even in the New Testament, even in the book of Acts, it talks about that. Um, so we know, even according to Scripture, that these things come. But what about the specific things? I'll, I'll give some some non, uh, non-peril examples. Um, you know, we know that the Scripture says that it's good for a man to have a wife. It's um, that, that when a man meets the right woman, and they decide to get married, become husband and wife. It's a beautiful, glorious thing. God in his word actually compares that uh, to Jesus and his bride, the church, his body, the church, and the two become one. They become one flesh. Um, and 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 it's a, it's a wonderful, glorious thing, childbirth, all those types of things. It's wonderful and glorious. But let me ask you this. You may agree with that and and believe that and say the Bible tells me that it's good to be married, but the question would remain, well, who do I marry? And when do we get married? And what should our, uh, you know, details be? How she would raise our children. What's so, the specifics of this? yeah, we know that there are generalities in Scripture that that show that something is good, but timing is not always there. Uh, the the exact order of things is not not necessarily always there, and so you know I, I guess uh, I I would say this oh you're going to know the scripture to go to in a moment here Jonathan um, I guess I would say this well you know for me if if I have questions about big decisions in my life I say you know what. I'm going to go talk to my best friend. I'm going to go talk to my friends, you know, because when you talk to your friends, they give you um, good counsel. Well, I've got a bunch of friends. What friends should I go? I don't know that I have. I do have a bunch of friends. Um, anyway, what friends should I go talk to? I'm going to go talk to the friend that has the most wisdom or the most knowledge or the most experience concerning the topic of which I need the advice. Yeah, I, I have car mechanic friends. I have construction friends. Today, um, I was ordering some materials for the building project, and I needed a couple answers on a couple specific things. And I couldn't get a hold of a couple other people, so I called my friend Clint, who lives in Minnesota. I mean, he's way away, but he's a contractor. And so he knows the answer, even though it's way up there, you know. So I gave him a call. Hey, I got to do this, do that. You know, what do I need for this? He goes, oh, well, you can do it this way, this way. You need to order da, 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 da. And he tells me all. I called my friend. He knows the answer. And so if I have an issue in life, I know generally. So God has spoken to me in his scriptures, given me some some general parameters. Yes, it's a good thing for a man to find the right woman and to be married, husband and wife. Okay, but when do I do that? I'm going to go talk to my friend. Who's my friend? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think about this. I think I have the blueprints for the building that I'm building, but I need specifics on the parts I should order to accomplish that, right? So, Lord, I know that you've given me life. You, you, you would desire me to get married or you desire, you know, such things or certain things for me because the Bible says that he has is, he is foreordained all of your days before one was ever written. Well, Lord, I see some some principles, some generalities in your word, but what about specificity for my life? Specificity. In John 15, 15, Jesus says, I no longer call you servants from this day, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But today I have called you friends, 
For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Because friends, you know, I just, friends want to talk to each other. Friends tell friends their opinions. Friends tell friends their plans. Yes. Friends tell friends their hurts, their joys. Uh, friends don't let friends drive drunk. That was an old thing that they used to do wait, back in the wait, 80s. wait a minute. You're describing, <laughs> oh, that's a relationship. Ah, yes. And so if we relationships are best built around communication. Yes. And so it's Amen. really a sad thing. Is it, this is, the, ty- this is the, the idea behind why we're talking this subject today. It's really a sad thing when, when somebody has been told or taught that they can't hear God, that if they do hear God, they're a lunatic. That's even worse. Uh, you know, so, so here God is, is uh, speaking in various ways um, and, and trying to give someone help, trying to give them instruction, and they have bought this idea that says, oh, man, I'm going mad. I'm, I'm, I'm crazy because I hear this voice on the inside trying to tell me which way to go. And, I, and what they're doing is they're shutting down that voice. Mm. Now, I, would, I will add this caution. There are other voices. There are other voices. I think the devil speaks as well. And Jesus said it. They won't, my sheep know my voice. They won't listen to the voice of another or of a, they won't listen to the stranger's voice. Um, and then he makes it clear in John 10, 10, that verse 10, uh, that, you know, who the, you know, the, the, the thief. So he's talking about him compared to the thief. So he doesn't make it like me versus every other voice in the world. It's me versus the thief, which we know to be Satan. Um, but there are many, many voices. So Satan speaks through many different means and media. Right. Uh, and God speaks through many different means and media uh, and, and people. Satan will speak through people. You say, well, Satan doesn't speak through people. Well, then why did Jesus tell Peter, get behind uh-huh. me, Satan, right after Peter said something, right? Is he calling Peter literally Satan? No. Right, right. He's making the reference that Satan had had so to speak uh utilized peter to say something that was untruthful it was an indication to say that is not truth i'm shutting it down it doesn't come from my father therefore it should not have life it only carries death yeah i think one of the one of the big things for for believers out there you know if you know i heard a man say one time that Holy Spirit and our spirit are so so intertwined. The transition, you know, you can't even recognize the difference because, you know, he has he lives in you. He dwells in me. And he said one of the great ways to distinguish whether I'm hearing God's voice on the inside or whether I'm hearing Satan trying to influence me is this. If it does not produce life, it cannot be from God because in him is no darkness. So if it causes me to be anxious or fearful or worry, it cannot be from God because we know that he's a good shepherd and he does not lead us astray or he does not lead us into fear. As a matter of fact, he came to set us free from fear because that's how we're held in bondage. So I know that God will never tell me anything that will put me with anything but life. So in in Romans chapter 8, verse 16, uh, it it, it says this, the Spirit itself, or Himself, it's a capital S Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now, in Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8, um, 
you know, Paul is is giving this this uh, this description of a battle of of what I uh, it's it's it, what I want to do I I don't do and what I don't want to do sometimes I do and da 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 oh who shall deliver me I thank my God through Jesus Christ so and he goes on in verse eight uh, I thank my God through Jesus Christ that He has delivered me He 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 gives us the power the ability to follow, if I can use my own terms in this, to follow his voice. Yes. How does he speak to us? He speaks to us through his word. And the other major way is he speaks to us through his spirit. And it's not necessarily an audible voice. I've already said not that it can't be, but that's not the primary way in which God speaks. The primary way, number one, God speaks to us through his word. It's already been settled. It's already been determined. It is forever settled in heaven. But then... There's something on the inside. Oh, it's such a wonderful thing when you become born again that God's Spirit comes and He takes up residence on the inside of us. And then He leads us from there. He leads us from the inside. So in Romans 8, it talks about being sons of God, and He so clearly says, They that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So we're not led by the external we're led by the internal. Yeah. Well, the Word of God begins external. It's written in a book. It's outside of us. But when we read it, it starts to become on the inside of us. And it creates this relationship of communication between God's Spirit and our spirit. Amen. And we can hear and follow His voice. We'll have one more segment of Ask the Preacher, and we will talk more about it when we come back. So we appreciate you listening. We can tell you're out there, all 6,243. Got this special computer program that, no, I'm just kidding, it's a joke. Uh, We'll be back in just a couple minutes with more Ask the Preacher. Hey, but right now we are plugged into Ask the Preacher because that's what we do every Friday afternoon from five to six here on Talk Radio 96.7. Let's get back to John and John. Yeah, I'm glad you're listening, and and we've been talking about God speaking, and I, I hope you're hearing us. But more I hope importantly, you're to him. we hope you're listening <laughs> to him. I, I hope you're, uh, you're you're if if you've ever been taught or ever been told that you can't hear the voice of God, I hope that today is a blessing to you, and by giving you Scripture to understand that God is speaking, and we can, and actually Jesus' words, it says, my sheep hear. So it's not, he didn't say, my sheep can hear my voice. He literally said, my sheep hear my voice. So if we were going to insert an additional word to be accurate, it would just say, my sheep do hear my voice. So um, you, if you are a sheep of the great shepherd, then you hear his voice. And if you say, well, I'm not a sheep, well, then don't ever quote Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay, I, I want to give you a, a few things to, to recognize, and we have very little time to do it, but um, I, I want to tell you this, that God, in fact, is speaking, but Amen. sometimes we are missing what he is saying. Um, I want to make this relationship. You're listening to the radio right now. If your radio got staticky, you wouldn't call the radio station and say, hey, can you guys adjust your uh, your your tower? Uh, you would reach over with your hand and begin to adjust your radio. You would adjust your antenna. I remember the days of rabbit ears, the antennas on the television, right? And sometimes you'd put the aluminum foil or, you know, you'd, you'd make your little sister stand up and hold the antenna and stand a certain way because it 
it was getting the signal in and don't move, you know. And so she misses the show while everybody watches because she's helping the signal to come in. We didn't call the radio station and say, hey, can you guys make an adjustment? Here's my point. We don't tell God to make the adjustment as to how he's speaking. We make the adjustment yes. as to how we are listening and to how we are hearing. And so I want to give you some some hints. If you say, well, I don't, I don't know that I'm hearing God speak to me or I'm struggling in hearing the voice of God. I want to hear the voice of God. Um, Jonathan, we already made the reference that it is a part of relationship. Hearing God's voice is an, an, an element of communication, and communication is very vital when it, when it comes to relationship. And so my advice to you is to get still and get quiet. Spend quiet time with God. Our world is so busy. Run, 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 go, 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 and we're, we're literally wanting God to shout at us in between the busyness. And so if we want to hear God's voice, we need to get quiet and give Him an opportunity to speak to us. But it's not so much Him having the opportunity to speak as much as it is us having the opportunity to, to hear. To listen, yeah. I think, you know, a couple of a couple of months ago, the Lord showed this to me, that relationships are built on two things, words and time. Words and time are how you build relationship. So maybe God wants to speak to you, but you're just running so busy, like Martha, instead of sitting where Mary was. Because Jesus had something to say, but Martha wasn't hearing it. Yeah, and, and, and she was so busy serving, even doing good things. You said, but I'm doing good things. I'm working for God. But being with God is more important Amen. than doing stuff for God. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll use you. He'll use you. Uh, but you, you, your, your first desire is to be with him. Um, I, I want to give you this. If, if, you have, if you say, well, I think I'm hearing God's voice, or I think God is instructing me or leading me, whatever terminologies you want to give it, you know, maybe it was an audible voice, maybe it was something on the inside. You say, well, I just have this feeling on the inside. You know, whatever words that you might use to express, to, to say, I think God is speaking to me. Um, I, I want to give you five points, um, five keys here to, to help you know that it is actually God. Uh, first of all, um, just to give you this scripture, 1 Timothy 3.16 tells us that all scripture is inspired by God. Uh, John 17, 17, thy word is truth. We quoted that earlier. Um, John 16, 13 through 15, we quoted that earlier, that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, okay? So the truth is the word of God. Now, so I give you those three scriptures. We talked about them already. Um, but, but number one, if you think you're hearing the voice of God, the question you need to ask yourself is, is what I'm hearing in agreement with scripture? If it's not in agreement with scripture, then disregard Amen. the voice you're hearing. It's not God. Number two, is it consistent with God's character? And now I bring that in because sometimes somebody might say, well, I don't know, I don't see it. Find a verse for that necessarily. Um, so I don't see it. Remember we talked about the exact you know, things that are, the, the general things that are said in Scripture, and sometimes the exact things are not said. Okay, well, so question number two, is it consistent with God's character? Well, by the way, you, it's hard to know somebody's character if you don't know them, relationship. Right. Okay? Number three is what you're hearing, does the end result of it bring glory to God? If it brings glory to yourself, if it brings glory to the devil, if it, you know, if it doesn't bring glory to God, then it's probably not God speaking to you. It's not God, because Jesus said concerning the Holy Spirit, 
that that he will speak not of himself. He speaks of Jesus, and Jesus said he doesn't speak of himself. He speaks of God. So ultimately, it brings glory back to God. Number four, does it produce God fruit or good fruit? Mm. If I'm obeying this voice, what is the fruit produced from what I do as a response to hearing this voice? And then number five, does it stick? What do I mean by that? Um, is this voice persistent, or was it just you had some some bad food and you know it, it messed up and gave you some bad dreams or whatever? You know, right. my my point is, does it does it not go away easily? Like you you consistently are kind of being drawn to this thing. You're consistently being urged into a particular. I'm going to give you these five ways again. How do I know that it's God's voice? Number one, does it agree with Scripture? Number two, is it consistent with God's character? Number three, does it bring glory to God? Number four, if I obey this voice, does it produce God fruit or good fruit? And number five, does it stick? Is this voice staying? Because the Holy Spirit remains. Amen. And he keeps speaking, and he's, and he's, his goal is to, to bring us along into following Jesus. There are many people in scriptures uh, that God spoke to. They heard his voice. They obeyed his voice. Most of the time, we call these people people of faith. They heard the voice, and they followed. They believed it to be God, and they acted on it. And you, my friend, can be that person too. God is speaking. Father, I pray over the people that are listening to this program that you speak clearly to them through your word, through your spirit, and that we hear and we know your voice. Amen. Amen. My friends, we love you. God bless you. Have a great weekend.